it's something deep within that we really need and desire from a partner, from a man that is beyond the sexual intercourse, first of all. But because we want to please to get that. You know, for me, for a lot of women, a host of women, we want to we please that person and pleasing that person to thinking we're going to get what we need. It end up in having sexual intercourse. Right now, beyond my years now, I mean, a lot of stuff have flipped. A lot of stuff have changed because I know who I am and those that healing has taken place of abandonment, understanding why my mother and my father broke up, why I am in the place that I'm in, who I am in in spite of all of that. But the sexual healing is still saying, know yourself. Hey there, I'm Ari, your petite but powerful kingdom teaching professor and entrepreneur. I bring the sass, the laughs, and the serious, let's get real and heal moments without any filters. Now meet my mom, Pastor D, the number one dunamis woman leading our Healing For My Soul movement. As a kingdom teaching pastor and life coach, she is unapologetically real, raw, and radical, but she's our rock and the voice of wisdom that we all need. And then there's Allison, fierce yet tender, and the voice for many single mothers. She's the silent heartbeat of our family and will be the first to tell you, yeah, life with these two can be crazy, but I got their back and we're in this together. As a dynamic trio, we spearhead the Healing From My Soul movement, sharing the miraculous healing power of God through our journey, truths, and a little humor as we guide women to pursue healing as a lifestyle so they may experience freedom within their life and legacy. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Healing From My Soul podcast. We are here because we got a real, real in-depth topic for youth sexual healing for the woman in you. So if you have not subscribed, you need to do so because we're going to have this topic and many, many more. But in the meantime, let's dig into it. Sexual healing for the woman in you. So you're the author of the book, Sexual Healing for the Woman in You. What, what, what does that mean? I am. I'm the author, girl. But anyway, we're going to talk about uh, sex because first of all, it's a topic that is least discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seems like everybody doing it. If not, I can't say everybody doing it, but the population of this world is steadily increasing. But for us as women, we don't recognize how just having mere sex can just be demoralizing mm-hmm. when we don't really understand who we are or yet the person that we're engaging with get to see us or see beyond more than just having sex. And for me, be honest with you, I have lived a promiscuous life, mm-hmm. um, a life of, of, of sexual intercourse where I was searching for love, wanting love, needing love. Uh, and most of it, it came because of the lack of love that I received from my father. And I can't imagine how many women can say that, that, yeah, you didn't want to have all this sex that you wanted to have, but you needed love. You needed love. You need to be tended to. Uh, you wanted somebody to see you. You wanted somebody to really be with you and know you, but it ended up having sex after sex after sex. And some of us have had children after children, broken relationships, broken relationships. So the sexual healing is not because you have a sexually transmitted disease, but that part that you enter into me can steadily demoralize me. And I can't continue to do that, not because I can't have it, but I really want what is required for me. Yeah. I mean, you always talk about how we came from a lineage of women who had a high sex drive. Mm -hmm. And I always was like, I don't know where... I missed the beats because uh, between the both of y'all, y'all got me. Y'all got me <laughs> high. You would not include me. I'm just no, saying. Please. But, I mean, you told me don't be perfect. I'm not perfect. But 
y'all got a high sex drive. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, where am I missing this gap here? But what I will say is that, um, your ass was out there at one point, but it wasn't because I had a high sex drive. Like, well, let me, okay, let me back up. Yeah, get it right. Can you, can everybody, you going to what you said, everybody. I don't think there's anyone walking this earth who does not think about sex or have sex. I, I wouldn't care if you... A virgin. You still yes, think about you're it. still thinking about it, right? I, I know someone who is a virgin at 40-something years old, and she think about it all the time. Right. So for me, it it wasn't a matter of like, oh, my God, I had, I had a high sex drive, and I'm going after it. I think for me, I didn't necessarily understand. Um, I wasn't free. Like, I wasn't free to be just like out there having sex. I wasn't like, yes, you finna get this pussy today. Like I just, it wasn't that, I wasn't free. I was like confined and I didn't know how to like go after what I wanted. See, now it's a different story. But back then I just didn't have the confidence to be as, I guess that's the word I'm trying, I didn't have the confidence to be that free. But see, like but, what, but, but what I'm saying is not, it's not like, a, oh, I want this and I'm going, no, nah, people are like that. but. I'm saying what I'm saying from a sexual healing standpoint is that it's something deep within that we really need and desire from a partner, from a man that is beyond the sexual intercourse, first of all, but because we want to please to get that. You know, for me, for a lot of women, a host of women, we want to we please that person and pleasing that person to thinking we're going to get what we need. It end up in having sexual intercourse. Right now, beyond my years now, I mean, a lot of stuff have flipped. A lot of stuff have changed because I know who I am and those that healing has taken place of abandonment, understanding why my mother and my father broke up, why I am in the place that I'm in, who I am in in spite of all of that. But the sexual healing is still saying, know yourself, know your Mm -hmm. sensuality, be okay with who you are. And even if that's something you're going to do, do it not out of your pain, but do it because of the pleasure that you desire and that you're going to have yourself. Yeah. Do you know how many women who've had sex? And I mean, just from a statistical standpoint, and they haven't even experienced orgasm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've, Devetta was a, a confident woman when I first met her. Um, she had a lot of fire in her, just was ready to go get it. She was um, um, focused, determined, driven, and those are things I just hadn't seen in the, in the woman before. So that, that was the thing that just sort of like, wow, this is something else here. She's different. Looking at Byron, I saw his heart. He's a very handsome man, but I have the ability to hear hearts. And when I saw him, I literally saw his heart at hello. Five kids and no orgasm. That's that's healing right there. You see what I'm saying? I can't even fathom that. But it's still a part of I haven't been seen. I haven't been touched in the places of my heart. You know, you may have entered into me, but you ain't know how to touch me you didn't know how to stimulate me and move me because it's 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 you about you and not about me but I still did it I still gave my body away I still gave my heart away I still gave my mind away I still let you into my soul yeah looking for the healing when it created and perpetuated more pain Byron literally called me at two o'clock in the morning and first of all he was putting me to the test for what I said but yet he was trying to come up yeah I was definitely 
trying to creep, but I just told her, like, no, I was just calling. You said I could call you anytime, so I just took that literally. She wasn't buying it, though, but I just stuck to my guns, like, you know, nah, nah. I was just trying to be the good guy, but y'all know. <laughs> and that's what I think, you know, the angle that we're going to go in today with this episode, because there, I think there's a difference. I think mm -hmm. there's some people who just act on a sex drive and it's just a physical thing. Like, I just need this orgasm. I need this Allison. high. I need this, you know, <laughs> desire. No, but then for I me, it was what you were talking about. <clears throat> no, it's, it's not that. I think, I don't think it's someone who just drives off of that. I think for women, okay, if I Take y'all down a little memory lane. So, first is more so, I think because you are at, from a woman or from a female or whatever, um, you are looking for love. And you have sex with multiple partners because they can give that to you, you know, on a temporary basis. It feels to, like love. It feels it like feels love, but it's like really love. not it's being not, love. Yeah, yeah, it feels and like love. And then the more experiential that I have gotten, I've <laughs> learned it's the difference between being fucked mm -hmm. and being made love too. Mm -hmm. Hey, sis. So I know you're listening to this powerful episode, but let me tell you, there are so many other women that you need to connect with. And this is why I want to invite you to join our Healing For My Soul community. Yes, other women who are on this healing journey that you can be able to learn from, grow from, share your wounds with, share your wins with as you're on your healing journey. So connect to our community just by texting podcast. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Text podcast to 404-737-0580 and get connected with us and you'll get all the information on how to join our community. Again, that's podcast at 404-737-0580. Now let's get back to the episode. And then the guy that I was with at that time, he actually made love to me. He learned my body. He mm -hmm. learned everything. He learned it was a mental stimulation also. Um, and then it was like, okay, so then when I got that experience and now, and then even when it comes to the previous conversation, the previous episode um, of with my daughter father, not only did religion and the charming spirit came out, but then he sexually learned my body, tended mm -hmm. to my body, you know, like mommy was saying, orgasm, yeah, all this other stuff. So then it was, but now that I've experienced that, now I'm in a place I really don't care for sex no more. Yeah. Okay, but then you experience because that. I've I've okay. done it. Okay, but you've experienced that. You experience yeah. the feeling of love and exploring your body and and all of that. But where is he? Oh, no, no, I'm just I'm oh, just I'm, yeah. that's that's a rhetorical yeah, question. Yeah. That's for many. You know, you have done that, but now what? Yeah. Where is he? Because it's, it went beyond what you needed. Or what you required was beyond the bedroom. Yeah. It was beyond that moment. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And so when I say sexual healing, what about the beyond? And that's yeah. the thing is because... And now I'm going through the healing process. Yeah. Right. Because, because you experienced the betrayal. You experienced the fact that uh, what he was giving you was for his own selfish gain. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh my, how many times have I been mesmerized and been had sex? And it was because they wanted something from me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't because they wanted and then, me. I think also with the sexual healing, now I'm at a place, sexual healing for the woman within you. Mm -hmm. So I take that and I could spend that in many a ways, but now I am healing 
from that sexual trauma. And as I'm learning, not saying like sexual trauma, like, oh, they just, no, I'm talking about sexual trauma because for every man that come in you or enters in you, you are taking on his trauma. You are taking on his shit Mm -hmm. um, from a spiritual standpoint. So now I'm at a point where I'm healing myself uh, from them, but then also I'm healing to the point where when I do find that man, I am willing to give myself Mm -hmm. to him. You get what I'm saying? And I feel like that's how I was. Like, I was not going to just give all of myself to just anybody. Like, I feel like there was levels to this, okay? Like, even in this generation, I don't even fathom how they do oral before, like, you know, vaginal. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, that in my mind was, like, for somebody that was really close to me. And I couldn't even fathom... Like you said, it's the difference between being made love to or intimacy than just like having like just being fucked. Basically, that's the only thing. And I remember the first time that happened. And I was like, this is not for me. Like, you're not going to just toss me, enter me, bang me, do whatever the hell you want to do to no, me. Don't get me wrong. Like, but it is sometimes I feel like, but I'm like a pancake. I but mean. for me, it just wasn't working. Like yeah. it was like, no. And so I think it goes to what you were saying was I was looking When I lost my virginity, it was, like, the best experience I could have ever had. Now, Mm -hmm. I was playing, like, Spider-Man the first time. I was climbing on the walls because the shit hurt, okay? Mm -hmm. But after that, it was, like, really seeing someone embrace my body, like, understand who I was. And so when that separation happened and I was looking for that same affection, looking for that same love in other different men, and they weren't giving it to me, so I was experiencing emotional turmoil in the midst of sex. Like I can remember being with someone and just, it would be dark, but I would be crying. Like, I mean, I would literally be crying because I'm just, I'm feeling the rejection. I'm feeling, you know, this person isn't loving you. You know, this person isn't for you. You know, this person is, but I just kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. One, because I was looking and I was trying to find that. Secondly, sex to me was a competitive thing. I was in a place where, because I was little, because I was petite, because I didn't have the boobs, the hips, the body, people would be like, you can't get him. Okay, mm-hmm. watch. Mm-hmm. But I, and I was setting my own self yeah. up because I was not being who I knew that I should be in that intimate space. So if we, everybody do a visual to create a circle in your mind. And in that circle, you put mind and emotions. No one never think that sex is in that equation. It's all in it. Yeah, it's all in it. But you don't you don't associate the two. Because when you are having sex, you're entering into my emotions. Mm-hmm. You're entering into my mind. You're entering into my soul. I could just I I think of the vaginal entrance way as an entrance to my soul. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows the damages that's in my soul. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows how I think. Does that make sense? So what am I thinking about you? How am I thinking about you? How am I thinking about myself? All of that plays an equation. So when someone enter into you, they're entering into a place where they can shift and manipulate all that stuff that's in your soul. I think it's a difference too with me and Ariel here. My first time experience, I was raped. Mm -hmm. So for me being raped, I was like, you know, this is what it is until it got to the point where I'm not going to let nobody rape me and I'm going to rape him. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like I wanted to conquer the and, man. And whereas yeah. Ariel, she, 
like she said, her body was tended to. Her body Correct. was. Correct. So it's the, that's where it comes with the difference where she was able to give. So her search was more so to try to find that love. My search, and that's why when I was, we were talking about the bees of the holes. And, I, and that's why I say I'm a blessed hole because I was blessed in so many ways that I didn't get, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. retaliated against. But. You know, I was looking on how to conquer the man to make him my bitch. And that, and that goes back to the soul. Yeah. Who, who's entering into even I, who you were with at that time. Mm-hmm. That was young love. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that it was a precious moment just from a mother understanding that your virginity was gone, understanding who you were with. I can honestly say that that young man really, truly regarded you. You know what I'm saying? So it was an experience for you, however that was, as opposed to being your mother and seeing how that was taken from you and the emotional trauma that went with that and then having to still guide you and raise you because now you think you're the conqueror of the world and you want everybody to pay for what was done to you and you still searching for that person. And But that's really how that... You and know, all of it is still needing healing. Yes, and that's how that whole mentality, you know, be, started because you always talk to us Y'all about the work. different types of hoes. <laughs> <laughs> and I always call a hoe... It's like when you a hoe and you have that whole mindset, it's like you're hovering over... I always say like everything. Like you're mm-hmm. looking for something that you can be able to say, okay, I want this. And so, like you said, someone had to pay for what... You did. So you're like, okay, I'm going to find different men and I'm going to be this type of hoe that's just going to go out there. And like you said, maybe it's a blessed hoe. Maybe you done been with a whole bunch of people and, and God has blessed you. You haven't dealt with anything. And for me, when I didn't recognize that I needed sexual healing, I was out there acting like a little bougie hoe. Correct. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, you going it, to, let me tell y'all. First off. You, that bougie is me the and my me and my friend in college was we was hoeing okay we was a lot everybody was hoeing in college anyway but it was this one man who literally told me we was at a party and we was like playing a game like guess how many sex partners you had and so you know me a little prissy Byron made me feel safe because of how he approached the matter and the situation concerning my children any man who can embrace your children particularly in a turmoil condition and a matter that's arising he can embrace a woman oh they're gonna think i'm a virgin i'm gonna have like two knowing damn well i have a whole bunch more and this man says to me he's like you look like you had about 12 i was like me <laughs> me like how dare you me you know it was that whole bougie mm-hmm. hoe now i went home i still got the journal to this day and i wrote down every man even the ones that you say don't count that still count mm-hmm. And I was like, over 12. I'm telling you my business on this podcast. But I'm like, the fact that he noticed, or at least saw that in me. Because they know. But to me, it broke that whole, like, yeah. bougie hoe mindset. Because yeah. the bougie hoe was like, I could tiptoe in, tiptoe out, nobody see me. And that literally no. is like the lifestyle that I had. And I was like, dang, okay, Ari, it's time for you to see your own self. And, and, I, and, and you know what's crazy? I get, I hear men say, well, you, you don't look like you had that many. I'd be like, Tuh. Do you really know? Right, right. You don't want to know. But, but even for sexual healing for the woman in you, even as I embarked upon my own, not just emotional healing, but sexual healing, going back to how all of these things have entered into my soul, because when you, when everyone somewhat, like you said, enter in, things are entering to your soul. Hope, desires, dreams, next, next. And it gets, when you get older, it gets mundane. Mm-hmm. But first of all, coming to myself, 
And as I coach so many women all across this globe, I challenge them, what kind of hoe are you? Because being a hoe ain't a derogative thing. Mm -hmm. It's really knowing your sex life, who you are, what you want, what you desire, how you desire it, and with whom you can assess can give you that. You understand what I'm saying? And and you got to know your true self. You got to know your makeup. For me, hell, I'm a bad hoe. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you ain't gonna just come to me with no anything no more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You ain't gonna come to me, you ain't gonna come to me and just ooh woo me. I I, I done had all that kind of stuff. So when you come to me, yeah, I, I may give it to you. I may want it, and you better be ready for what I'm gonna bring you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I know who I am. Yeah. And don't take things as a derogative. Be true to yourself. Yeah. Sexual healing for the woman in you is being true to yourself because all that goes back to your shit. Keeping all them secrets hidden in torment like you're just so wonderful. And even if you're not doing it, the celibate ones, abstinent ones, those who don't want to face their truth, you're still thinking about it. The toys that you have, playing with yourself. See, all those things is shit. Hey, you all, I know you've been enjoying these episodes. I know you've been enjoying this podcast. So what I need you to do, I need you to like. I need you to comment. And most of all, I need you to subscribe. That is going to keep you connected with us. That's going to keep me connected with you. That's going to keep us on the same healing for my soul movement. Remember, like, comment, and subscribe. Like, comment, and subscribe. Well, enough of that. Let's get it going. And let's get back to this episode. Secrets hidden in torment when all you got to do for sexual healing for the woman in you is face your true self, even if you like it or not. Just like with Allison, some women who I coach have been molested, have been raped, and they don't have the desire. Why? Because the pain of the mental pain and the emotional arrestation is still there. So they're not free to experience themselves. Yeah. They were robbed from that. And I'm just so grateful for being able to be the mother that I was to you or I am to you still because you still got some of the residue of being able to be vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? I saw what the trauma did to you, but being able to still raise you, not only that, but help you to build your self-esteem back up because I saw what it took from you. Many mothers don't even know how to do that. My profession works as a mother as well as a therapist. You know what I'm saying? So, and even praying for you. You know, knowing how to war, knowing how to pray spiritually, knowing how to go into spiritual warfare, knowing how to keep the pimps off of you when you're out there thinking you're going to conquer them. You know what I'm saying? So even desiring for you Mm -hmm. to have that love that you truly desire and you experienced at one point. And don't be ashamed of preserving your thoughts, your mind. You know, and even if you need to be that little bougie hoe, go get well, a little see, something when you want you, to. That's what healing do to you. Okay, now you know how to use it on purpose. Yeah. And not just to be doing something, just to be doing something. And so for me, it was a level of understanding that, you know, what do I really actually desire as a woman? And so I had to shift and turn that off. And I think that's what sexual healing does. It exposes you to really look at your own desires, your needs, what you require. And so for me, I didn't even, like you said, most women never has experienced an orgasm. I didn't experience an orgasm until like probably like 30, Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't because, and I did that whole abstinence journey. Did your toes curl up? Did your toes curl up? That's a whole other story, a whole other podcast, okay? But it really made me understand that, like, I'm not about to keep just being with someone and giving myself when they don't even know, even have a thought to even understand how to please me. 
Like I was really had to to build my confidence and my standards of who I was as a woman. And that and sexual healing isn't gonna take away the fact that, ooh, I love sex or that I want it. Sexual healing helps me understand and be more aware. What do I require? What do yeah. I need? And I'm making now intentional decisions based upon that wisdom and not just doing it because I just want a wet ass. And, but I think people, first of all, let us be free to even think about how many multiple partners you've had. Yeah. Two or three at one time, 30 at different times. You know what I'm saying? For me, the count I lost a long time ago. But we still need to embrace the fact that that was a part of my journey. Yeah, it was. That was a part of my experience, my truth, that has helped me to become who I am to define some things about me. Yeah. And as you're being that blessed hoe, yeah, you are blessed because God preserved you. I think about the multiple. I think about the people. I think about people that I've been with that I probably even know their last name. Not to say that I was a ratchet hoe. I was just a bad hoe because I wanted what I wanted at that moment. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't the time for a conversation. I don't even know if I know their but, first name. But at the end of the day, he still preserved. I literally saw the pressure. I saw the pressure that was coming on Byron as a result of our lifestyle, my lifestyle. And I saw that I was losing him when he stopped really communicating and opening up his heart. So during the, the course of our marriage, I mean, as many things were going on, we had ministry going on in our house. We had um, the healing house going on in our house. And it just felt like I didn't have a, no longer had a place there. So really, my place was at work. I just wanted to, I just went to work. I would literally leave for work on a Thursday and not come home and pack enough. To, and, and I was working around the clock and come home that, uh, on a Monday. And because of everything that was going on, I didn't feel like my place was there anymore. He still, yeah. he still preserved all of us. So, Hey, I, I want to admonish everybody. Sit back and take a, take, take a, take a poll. If you can, what's, what's, what's the, what's the, what's the largest number you come up with? Hypothetically. <laughs> you know, but I think it goes to what you said is that it doesn't, you learn. What's the largest number you come up with? I'm talking about to the people in the podcast. You want us to tell us your number for real? <clears throat> I mean, the, hell, at this point, I ain't. I don't even know. Like, I, don't, I can't even, even if I was to make a list, I don't remember their names. Okay, just the number. Hell, I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. See, that's the whole point. I feel embarrassed. See, see, that you can't I, get healing with that. No. You can't you get can't. healing with that. Hell, I, by the time I was 20, the last time I counted, I was 20s, maybe, I was younger than you both of y'all. Yeah. And I, I was at 30 then. Yeah, I was like back in Chicago. Bless your, your vagina. Because <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, you I mean, I thank God he could tighten it back up. You know. I mean, but the thing <laughs> is, is that at the end of the day, you know, that is so much freedom, though, because you think about me being an unmarried woman, never have been with someone, and you have all these things in your mind, um, you know, well, how is my future husband going to judge me because of the number of partners I have? But the freedom in it is, like you said, I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't have those experiences. But we walk around suppressing yeah. our truth. Sexual healing for the woman in you is about your truth. Face your own truth and don't kick yourself. Don't knock yourself. Don't condemn yourself. Free yourself because it's your truth. It was pain that got you in that position, mm -hmm. literally.
It was pain. And yeah. now we could be free hoes. And now you can use that pain for purpose because you are not the only one. No. Yeah. You're not the only one. And I don't, you know, there's so many different areas that you can go into of where you need sexual healing, you know, within your own self. And every woman is not the same. Every woman does not have the same roadmap as it relates to your life. And I really want you all to look at the area of your life of really where do you need healing based upon some sexual dynamics because we're not really taught mm -hmm. in the body of Christ to even mm -hmm. deal with this. We didn't have a mother that sat down to even teach us from this dynamic. And I thank you for even allowing us to be able to be transparent. I remember you taking out a book before we were even you sexually went, active. And you were like, you, this is the vagina. you, you was in fifth grade. This is what it is. And I talk to my mentees now. If, if you can't name all the parts of your vagina, should nobody be in it. Mm -hmm. If you can't tell me what this is, this is, this is, this is, should nobody touch it. Right. And so at this you know, to be a mother, to open up that conversation, to be so free and for us to be able to say to you, this is what I experienced. This is what I did. You know, not that, I mean, you found out mine in the wrong way, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I thank you for not slapping me, you know, as I told you, but that's just important. And so I think for you as a woman, you got to take ownership. Look at your life right now. Look at where you are. Look at how you're doing things. And I tell people all the time in, you know, coaching, I said, examine your soul, not just mentally, not just emotionally, but sexually. What are the silent thoughts that are going through your Correct. mind in intercourse about sexual desires when you're by yourself? Examine that part of your soul. And that's where God wants to bring healing because he sees everything. Yeah. And, and one of the things that we don't realize we quote the word, Satan comes, the devil comes as a roaring lion, sinking whom he may devour. The very things you don't talk about is the very areas he coming to devour you. Mm -hmm. He know that suppressed pain in your emotions. He know that suppressed thoughts in your mind. And he will come and use one of the greatest penises to captivate you to bring more damages, because when you're in that moment, you're in the feeling of it, but when it get up, it's the still damages that are going on because you're not getting exactly what you really need. Sexual healing is about you and understanding you, knowing you, and also realizing what you require that he can't devour you. Well, on that note, thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure you continue to comment, like, subscribe, follow us, and connect with us as you continue to bring healing to your soul. And don't run, y'all. I know this was a little intense yeah, topic, yeah. but at the end of the day, this is for you. This is for you as a woman, and God made you. So be here, sit down, put your big girl panties on, and stay on this course. And let me tell you how a roaring lines sound. Hey, babe. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Not the Barry Whites. <laughs>